Hello guys and welcome back to another Go Coaching podcast. Today I wanted to talk about how you shouldn't be glued to certain approaches to training and what potentially is the best training protocol for you to adhere to throughout your training career. So I want to touch on another topic in another episode, which is choosing movements that suit yourself, your mechanics, etc, etc. And I'll run through some of the protocols that you should look at in regards to when you're choosing movements to program into your program. But that will be in a later episode. Today, we're going to talk about um, training programs and what program you should potentially adhere to. So this was a question that, that I received through a poll that I put up on my Instagram story. Um, and the question was, is push-pull legs the best training program? So at the minute in time, it's quite a popular program. You'll see a lot of people running that sort of program because a lot of, so obviously the people that people, so individuals, sorry, that people follow through social media have a huge, huge influence in regards to how individuals are going to train. They're going to see someone training a particular way and feel that they should train that way. However, fitness is a hugely, hugely independent topic and something that really, really, this aspect really should not be overlooked. You have to hugely, hugely consider that everyone's different. For example, your mechanics are different. Your um, lifestyle is different. Your ability to cope with stress, cope with fatigue. Um, fatigue management is, is, again, another topic which is hugely individual. So another reason why you shouldn't necessarily be um, glued to a certain approach just because someone else does. Just because an approach works for someone else and they get great, great results out of it, it doesn't mean that it potentially will work for you. I spoke about this on a recent Instagram post that I put up and it's talking about how of course if an approach works for someone else by all means trial this approach but just because it works for them it may not work for you during this trial period and then potentially you might realize that there's a better approach down the line obviously you have to give it time you can't expect for it to to reap rewards extremely quickly you need to give it time um, and then monitor things and assess moving forwards but let's get on to the main topic that we're looking at. So push-pull legs, it's an absolutely brilliant training program because the way that I like to structure it and especially how I structure it with my clients and it works extremely well is so three training days in a row and then a rest day. So for example, you have to think about where your main weaknesses lie. So for me, that's my lower body. So I'll situate a leg session first and then I'll situate a pull session and then a push session. So the, the lower body and pull, pull um, sessions are my two main weaknesses. Um, push obviously still being a weakness, I still need to improve in those areas, but it is slightly stronger than the other two. So legs, pull, push, rest. However, you do have to consider obviously um, lower back fatigue here. So my leg session... Um, at the minute, I've been connecting hugely, hugely well with, with a squatting movement, so a back squat, a safety bar squat, a front squat. At the moment, I'm running a back squat, which is going extremely well. Progression is at, in, in an absolutely brilliant place, and it's nice at the minute to have food there to obviously aid in this progression because having dieted for 28 weeks, it's nice to be in a surplus now, and it's nice to be keep the lifts pushing up um, in, a, in an optimal position. So obviously, there's not a reason why you can't progress at the early stages of a diet, of a deficit, but obviously, throughout the periods of time, this will slow down. Um, 
But if you approach each session with the mindset that you can progress, this does set you up in a very, very good position. Um, so yeah, back onto the topic, lower back fatigue. So my my leg session is quite taxing in terms of lower back. So I've got a back squat um, in there as the main movement. And um, consequently, my pull session the day after is slightly pulled back in regards to lower back loading. So I've got two rotations for each session, leg session A, leg session B, pull session A, pull session B, push session A, push session, session sorry, B. And the, the second lower body session is a hamstring dominant one. So that's when I'll run an RDL variation, a pulling variation, targeting posterior chain. Um, and then the, the both pull sessions are mainly focused on um, taking out lower back, but obviously still looking at um, working the, the back, um, but just taking out lower back. So we can have, a, have an aspect of fatigue, ma- fatigue management in there. Because if I was to throw in more lower back, my lower back purely would just not be able to cope with that demand. So legs push, pull, rest is, is a very, very nice approach. And that's what I've been running for a little while. But especially when you're new to, new to training, new to the gym environment, you really, really should focus on full body. I was speaking about this with um, someone the other day. Someone that I was, um, a potential client that I was showing around, giving um, some pointers and um, just teaching them some things so that they can, even if they don't start working with me, they're in a very, very good position to then learn and um, progress on their own part. Um, so I was, I was talking them through movements and showing them some basic movements which they should definitely situate within their training um, to get the most out of a full body approach. So training three times a week um, is, a, is a very, very nice approach, especially when you're new to this, to this environment because obviously novel stimuluses, fatigue will be quite high. Um, so three full body sessions throughout the week is a very, very nice approach and one that I hugely suggest um, when you're new to the gym environment. So full body when you're new to the gym environment, then over time, obviously, the more um, aware you get in regards to training, the less um, the less that you have my apologies, sorry, <laughs> the um, more that you're able to cope with um, the demands of training, the more then you can move forwards to an upper, lower, upper, lower, and then progressing forwards to um, the push-pull legs variation. I, I'm not a huge fan of single body training part, um, training single body um, parts on their own. I just don't think it's hugely advantageous, especially if you're a natural lifter, obviously looking so, so that having a high frequency where you can look at keeping um, MPS spiked um, and we can look at having those demands and we can look at keeping frequency high, keeping volume slightly lower. And then for myself and again, for the, for my clients that I train, this is a, is, this is a great way um, to allow for progression because if we can't progress, then we need to question why. We need to question whether the movement's the right movement for us, whether our volume's too high, whether we're not recovering enough, whether we're not doing enough outside of the sessions to fully be recovering. Because it's not just about going to the gym, pushing as hard as you can, um, taking everything all the way to failure, having a ridiculous amount of volume, and then just, and then just again, not thinking about fully recovering outside of the sessions. Because if you're not recovering and going back into the gym day after day, week after week, session after session, and, and just trying to progress and you're not you're not giving yourself enough time to um recover 
then obviously this is a huge aspect of your training that you're missing. It's not just about slamming as much volume as you can, as much intensity as possible. You need to you need to assess things because you can't just keep, um, if you, for example, you find a body part's not growing, it's lagging slightly. It's not just about letting that body part having extra volume, adding sets, adding sets, sets, adding sets, because it, volume has to drop down slightly elsewhere. You can't just purely keep on adding sets, keep on adding sets. Something has to give to allow for this recovery to, to be um, advantageous because you need to constantly keep assessing um, and question whether that volume is actually effective volume or whether it's actually junk volume. So just to clarify, so full body, upper, lower, and then push all legs. That that's the approach that I really really like to go for. And obviously, with the full body sessions and the upper um, lower as well, well, and even the push all legs. The main focus being on compound movements. The main focus being being on getting the most out of your training as you can. And then the more um, you progress throughout your training career, the more you can start um, being slightly more. Um, careful where you prioritize your volume because obviously you start developing weak areas which you um, realize that where you have to have slightly more volume you have to think about how you can progress that those muscle groups um, but especially when you're new to training and throughout a good chunk of your training career you won't have had enough experience behind you to necessarily have built up these weak um, muscle groups it takes time um, and that's why especially on the full body sessions that's where you need to focus on on main compound movements progressing these getting strong at these getting form locked in standardizing form so that when you progress you know that progression comes from a positive adaptation and not just a lapse in one of these variables and then moving over to upper lower again having compound movements as your main basis but having slightly more movements in there to allow for periodization of volume so more um periodizing volume to your weaker body parts and then on the push pull legs again compounds as a basis and then again, having slightly more periodization to to your weaker body muscle groups. These are just approaches that I. This is how I like to approach these approaches, um, these training styles. Sorry, um, and they work extremely well for myself and those that I use these approaches with. But obviously, as I've mentioned, it's it's hugely an individual topic, and that's why obviously you have to assess moving forwards. And that's obviously why throughout your training career, the more you learn, for example, um, the more that I work with clients, the more I learn about those clients individually, and then the more you can um, alter training programs, obviously based on their goals, the output, the, the feedback that you get from them, because as I keep saying, it, it isn't, there's no shortcuts. It's a long, long process. And a process, obviously, the more that you do, the more that time you spend um, and the longer period of time you commit to this, the more feedback you're going to get, the more you're going to learn, the, the more you're going to be able to adjust um, to work, to work your, the, your um, weaker muscle groups in your body um, in a way that's more optimal. But it is quite important to realize that nothing is necessarily going to be optimal. It may be for a short period of time, but circumstances will change. Your body will adapt. So it's a way that you constantly keep having to assess moving forwards. I hope that helped, guys. As always, I love hearing the feedback on these um, and I will get out 
the second um, sub episode to this talking about exercise selection um, very very soon so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode Um, as always check out my social medias um, and and send me a message if you ever need want to talk about these topics further or you have any suggestions for the podcast or if you want to jump on the podcast or even if you need any advice thanks a lot guys speak soon